1026, Joe Rico, Alex Ramirez, back at the final word. Opening day in the NFL. I think it should be a national holiday. Overall. It should be. A, I mean, you know, you have opening day in baseball. Kids, no school tomorrow. Whatever, man. No work. This is, this is what it comes down to. This is football. We know Mayor Hancock. Michael, Denver's off tomorrow. That's it. I actually, day. I, I actually texted Take him the yesterday, day off Joey. On Joe I texted Rico. him yesterday. I said, yeah. hey, you want to come on the show tomorrow? He's like, man, I got so many obligations and this and that. I'm like, whatever. Well, we'll have him on at another time, but I still think this should be a national holiday. Before we get to the great Todd Romero, have to tell you about Carmine Leonardo's Italian Meat and Deli, a real-time Italian deli located at 7585 West Florida Place in Lakewood, right on the corner of Florida and Wadsworth. Give them a call at 303-985-3555. 43 years at the same location. And Westward's Best Italian Sausage, three years running. It's the best place I've ever eaten. Best Look. deli. Amazing stuff as far as just a deli goes. You would think it's a, a Italian $100 Italian meal the way that sausage well, Dave tastes. Dave Platty, the SID over at CU, said it's the closest thing to a uh, yeah, New, New York, York deli. City deli. I'll tell you what. You know, that, that goes... That, that, pays high praise give them a call today right now 303-985-3555 and you know what when you mention the final word you get 10 percent off your overall uh meal uh or a free dessert free dessert and which i like like the limoncello and and joe bruner's a testimonial he's been there a couple times what do you think about that place joe well, first of all, it's pretty close to a Chicago deli. Oh, okay. yeah. Okay. okay. All, right. He's, all right. He's old school. New the way York, you, Chicago. The, okay. way, the way you get treated when you go in there is phenomenal. The prices are right, and the food is amazing. Don't forget those desserts because they're amazing. All right. Well, that's Carmine Leonardo's. They'll always make you an offer you can't refuse. Uh, another guy who makes all of our listeners offers they can't refuse is Todd Romero from Altitude Sports and Entertainment. You can follow him on Twitter at Todd Romero TV. Good morning to you, Todd. And, boy, I never felt so cheated out of sleep in my life as I did staying up late to watch the CSU Rams fumble away uh, a huge lead against a, a horrible Vanderbilt team. And I called you up this morning, and I got vintage Todd Romero, man. I mean, uh, it, it left a bad taste in your mouth. Uh, good morning to you. And before we even get started on CU or the Broncos or maybe some positive stuff, let's start off with what's going on in Fort Collins, kids. Once again, I feel like we're right back at square one in the same position as we were when Mike Bobo left, that it's it's time for Steve Adazio to go. Good morning to you. Well, you know what, Joe? That's a tough statement to say because they what? They were one and three last year. Two games this series, a total of one and five. But I got to tell you, this will tell you all you need to know. I was on a text string with some CSU fans last night. We already know what the buyout for Adazio is. If he were to leave tomorrow, it's five million. At, at the end of this season, December thirty-first or sometime in December, it's down to three million. The guy signed a five-year contract. I believe. And listen, I don't know the guy personally much. I, they hired the wrong coach. I didn't like the hire to begin with. You're not a power football team in this conference. And it's more than, you know, I read the comments in the paper that, hey, they're going to be better and it's pointed in the right direction. You lost to an FCS team, albeit that played in the championship game, and you just lost to a team that had lost 11 straight games, both games at home. Don't tell me you're going in the right direction. But worse than losing was the – you have your best player that's going to be the first-round draft choice in Trey McBride tight end at the end of the first half making a catch to get into field goal range. They'd already missed two field goals. And then talking smack to somebody that's on the sidelines, he gets an unsportsmanlike conduct out of field goal range. They tie it at 21-21. They get a personal foul and a targeting call late in the game because they play undisciplined football, uninspired football. And that's all I want to say about it is that says everything 
when a group of CSU fans is already looking at the buyout when he's 1-5. Up in Boulder, because I want to focus on Broncos. Up in Boulder, couldn't be more proud of those guys. I thought the play calling on third and fourth down on the quarterback sneak, you're putting a young kid in a very tough situation instead of handing it to your running backs. And he hung Broussard out to dry, man. Hopefully the kid's okay. I haven't seen the morning reports yet. But you, that's the thing. That, that pass into the flat, that can, that can cost a kid a season, and hopefully it doesn't. Other than that, very, they played with all their heart, man. I mean, they took their hearts out of their chest for that game. Very proud of the Buffs. You know what, Todd? That's Todd Romero from Altitude Sports. Near Tim, you can follow Toddy at Todd Romero TV on Twitter. Toddy, uh, man, you're right. Uh, CSC is going nowhere, and CU is on the uprising. I get it. Uh, absolutely. And I was with I, I talked to Coach Coach Carl Durrell at the at the end of the game, and he was fired up. He's like, you know what? I'm going to stand behind what I've done, and you know, and Coach Darren Cheverini is the offensive coordinator over there. So you know, you have to you know put you know you have to you have to back up your offensive coordinator a little bit. But you know what? Let's forget about that. I want to talk about Joel Dreesen. You were at the Hall of Fame ceremony the other day. Kid played for CSU, part of Sonny Lubick's team. He was a Texan. He was a Bronco. Man, talk about that experience because that, that, that guy's a real deal, man, on and off the field, right? Yeah, Joel's a great guy. I mean, we have a, a long-lasting friendship. I actually, every hunting season, he lends me his .30-06 so I can elk hunt, and that's a very personal thing to loan your, your hunting rifle to somebody else. So he and I have been friends for a long time. But this is a kid from Fort Morgan who did all the right things and, and got to that level. And really, it was guys like him. You look at the CSU Stadium now, it was guys like him and John Howell and Pete Rebstock and Matt Newton. It was those guys. You know, Sonny Lubick was there for 15 years, and 11 of them were damn good. The only reason at the end of it Sonny didn't do well is because he couldn't compete as good as he was at getting kids there. He couldn't compete with the new facilities and everything. If Sonny would have had these facilities, Rams would have been in the top 20 all the time like they were several times with Sonny. Joel was part of the last really good team, you know, from 2000, 2004, that beat the Buffs twice. He was uh, a first-team All-Mountain West twice. Just a great guy, well-deserved. I got a feature coming up with him. on it. It'll be on Altitude Extra, a sit-down of him the night that he went in, and his acceptance speech was phenomenal, um, thanking Sonny. But, and he's bummed as well that the, these Rams are in a good situation. But come on, let's talk some Broncos, boys. Well, let's that's what it. I was about to say. I was going to flip it over to the Broncos because uh, between the Buffs' heartbreaking loss and what's going on in Boulder, I have no desire to continue on college football. Let's talk about the Broncos. It's going to be one of those days. And, and, and I wonder, to me, is it too early to say that this team needs to win this football game? I, don't, I won't call the first game of the year a must-win, but how close, in a, how close to a must-win is this game to you, Todd? I think it's a, it's a big must-win because, number one, you've won in the preseason. They wanted to get these guys used to winning. Now you've got that taste and that feel of what it is. It's a very winnable game. They have confidence. And, listen, fans like to look ahead. This team should be 3-0. and And then Baltimore comes in with a banged-up running attack. That's a month away. You have to look at what you have right now, and you can't play more than one at a time. But you've got to win the games because in their division – you're going to hope for a split, you know, a split with the Raiders, a split with the Chargers. You know, maybe at some point in time, the 11-game losing streak against the Chiefs is going to be broken. You want to split in your division as good as this division is, but you're playing some of the weaker teams. Your schedule is one of the weakest in the NFL. You've got to make hay when you can and when you're healthy because in a 17-game season, let me say it doesn't – that extra game, yeah, it's one more game, but that's a long, long season. 17, you're going to have injuries. You're going to have problems. So you've got to get off to a great start. Now, does that guarantee stuff? No. Look at Josh McDaniels, went 6-0 and then down to the toilet. 
it doesn't guarantee, but you got to win games that you got to win to get yourself and to get the confidence right on your play calling, who's playing, what are the guys you can rely on. That's why it's big, and that's why it's a must-win. You know what, Toddy? I'm going to tell you this real quick. Uh, as, as this game, you know, is is about to formulate today, uh, I look at the Broncos. And you're right. It, the, Nick uh, Vic Fangio has not won a game in September. All right, I get it. It is a must-win. You know, it's definitely a must-win game. It, it sets the right tone for the season. You know, you get the Jets, you get the Jaguars. Uh, after this, you know, that's three and zero. The Broncos should be three and zero after this. And you know, I've predicted ten and seven on the season. But man, I'll tell you what. If the Broncos don't get on a good streak today, especially, man, Broncos country's not going to follow them, man. It's, it's, Broncos country is a very fickle crowd. You know that, Todd. You know, I mean, let's get behind these guys today, right? Well, and here's the thing I look at on top of the game, guys. I'm looking at a couple players in particular that I think these are make-or-break seasons. Noah Fant and Bradley Chubb. So much pomp and circumstance on these two players. What did we see on Thursday night? Shaq Barrett again terrorizing another opposing quarterback, getting a sack, had several more opportunities. One of your boys. Yet you're coming here and you've got guys that you're relying on. And I, and I know a fan's been hurt, drops. You've got other tight ends. Are, I think this is a very big year. And, again, they're both banged up going into this first game. And that, that's the thing you can't have is, is your A-life frontline players that have been to Pro Bowls like, like uh, he has. Uh, like Bradley Chubb has in 10 sacks, and you can't have those guys banged up. They have to make a move this year. I'm going to be interested to see Garrett Bowles. Last year they were a little lackadaisical on the holding calls. It relied, and he played good, got a big contract. How is that going to transpire? I think this is a big game for him to show, okay, now there's fans in the stand. It's going to be harder to hear the quarterback signals. Last year there were no fans in the stands. Your tackles can hear the quarterback. There's not a lot of chatter out there. You don't have guys, you know, you're not getting false start penalties because of it. That's going to change this year. How does that affect Garrett Bowles with the big contract? Hey, Todd, Joe Bruner, I got, I got a couple questions for you. You know, I, I, I bet I gamble on pro football, and I, I'm looking to spread. You're the only one. <laughs> I, I see this, this spread has actually compacted on some of the sites down to a half point. You know, when I looked at this game, when I just, when I, what can go wrong in this game? You know, we're really the third game this year, right? So we still have to, none of these teams are going to be truly in sync. That's what I believe, at least. Right. But with the spread compressing, that means the money's moving to the Giants. I think the Broncos, far better team, far better team on paper. And I, and the troubles that the Giants have, I mean, let's talk about that. Let the fans understand it, because why is the spread compressing? Well, I think two things. Number one, historically the Broncos have not played well on the Eastern Coast, but it's a late game. And if you look at the Broncos when they play in a late game on the East Coast compared to an early game in the West Coast, their record is better. The other thing is... Home teams are worth three points. No matter what game you have, the first thing the bookies do is, okay, the home team's worth three points. By me telling me that that, that spread is down to a half a point, that still tells me that the Broncos should win this game because the home team should get three points. Now it's down to a half a point after the Broncos were favored. I think that's just one of those things of, okay, is Chubb going to play? Is Fant going to play? You know, East Coast money's probably coming in a little more on the Broncos as they travel east. But there's wrong... Early in the season is where gamblers can make money. I'll give you a perfect example, and that's why I'm so mad at CSU last night. They were the last leg of a four-team parlay that I had, and one of those teams in the parlay was Iowa. They had Iowa State favored by four. I knew that was wrong all day long, so you've got to pick that early in the season, and I think that line is wrong regardless of where the money's coming in. I think the Broncos win this game, and it shows 
every home team gets three points to start, and now it's a half point. Well, I'll tell you what. I mean, remember, each one of these spreads vary line by line. So, you know, there's different ones coming in. So we'll be clearing that up at 11 o'clock. We will be using the FanDuel Sportsbook, okay, just to, just to clear everybody up. you gotta, okay? you got you to gotta roll with the punches. For instance, right. yesterday, CU, as soon as Texas A&M quarterback went out, I went in and put CSU, CU on a live parlay and took the 13-and-a-half. Good for you, with, man. So you gotta, you got to roll with what you see, man. Buy in, man. Okay, well, Toddy, hold on. Ted, she has one question for you as well. we got to wrap this up. Okay. Hey, Toddy, uh, I, I want to follow up kind of on this Garrett Bowles thing, and my question is, how do you think the O-line is going to fare against the Giants' D-line, which is really one of their strengths? I think that's actually the key to this game because I think the Bronco offense is built on successful running. Uh, and I think this offensive line, for everything I saw in the preseason, looks like it could be the best offensive line you had in recent years. I think it is the key to this game, as a matter of fact, because you can talk about the Broncos' defense. What do you want to do when you're on the road? Again, with a hostile environment, you want to keep the opposing offense off the field, no matter how bad their quarterback is. You want to tire that defense out. And I think with the Broncos have two bruising running backs now, I really think Javante Williams is going to emerge as your number one back. In the preseason, if you go back and look at his snaps, even when he got hit behind the line of scrimmage, he never stayed behind the line of scrimmage. Guy was like thrilled that he's always leaning forward. It's three yards on a play that should get minus two. So I think the offensive line is the biggest key to this game to get that giant defense and get some sustained drives going. You don't have to score on every drive, but give me, a, give me an eight, nine play drive instead of a three and out. You go three and out, that's when you start getting in trouble. So I think you've actually touched upon the key to the game, which I think is the offensive line. Well, I'll tell you what, it's going to be great to watch the NFL unfold this year. I know the fans being back, that alone re-energizes me, and I think it's going to make a big difference. I think the defenses are going to come back big this year in the NFL. I think that bodes well for the Broncos. Real quick, head out of here with a prediction. Denver, New York, who's going to win and why? We've got about 30 seconds left. I think the Broncos actually win this game by double digits. I think they're flying in with confidence, and I think they need that big win. I think if things start rolling well for them, uh, and I, I'm just sliding on my Patrick Sertan jersey that came in the mail a couple of days ago, boys. So, <laughs> I mean, I got a medium, by the way, because I'm lean and mean. I'm ready. Hey, you are. You look I'm good, taking man. the Broncos by double Daddy digits, boys. So I, I'm all over that half point. Perfect, man. All right. That sounds great, Toddy. We will talk to you next week. And the, I, don't, I don't know. The, the half point is one line. Uh, remember, we, the FanDuel line still has the Broncos favored by three. I just checked it. Buy it down to two and a half, boys. All right. That's all. That's the key. Buy it Buy down. It down. I love that line. Buy it down. We'll have to talk about that on the betting segment. All right, boys. All right, Toddy. We'll <laughs> talk to you later, buddy. Go Broncos. Good luck to the Broncos. Let's That's go our man. Let's go, Tom Tom Romero. from Altitude Sports Entertainment. He's been our lead-up man the last eight years. Amazing analysis, as always. He's got the Broncos big, and we'll see how that plays out. When we get back, get your laptop. Get everybody ready. We've got your fantasy, guys. It's time for the Los Dos Patrios fantasy football segment. We've got the three guys that are going to change your week. Coming at you next. Presented to you by Carmine and Leonardo's Meat and Deli, My Life Sports. Pop, pop, it's showtime. 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 Guess who's back?